Hola, everyone. I'm Jenny Solans along with my husband, Ben. Hola, chicos. Bienvenidos a Breaking Español. Every week, we share our journey as we learn Spanish, immersing ourselves into Latin culture while raising our young son bilingual. And we hope that hearing our story inspires you to embark on your own language learning journey. ¿Están listos? Vámonos. Enjoy the show. Hola a todos. Welcome to Breaking Español. This is Jenny here. And today I have an interview for you with my cousin, Michael Field. If you remember, I had him on back, gosh, I think it was episode eight. And we he's was raised bilingual. And so he just kind of shared how that went. And we left off with him getting ready to go to South America. So he came in town and I had to bring him back in the studio just to hear how his journey went. And he shares all about it. And so we caught up and here you go. Enjoy. Hola, Michael. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Bien, bien, ¿y tú? Oh, muy bien, muy bien. Gracias y uh, bienvenidos. Gracias. Y en San Diego. Mm-hmm. Michael's here, my cousin. If anyone remembers, what did we decide? What episode? Eight. Okay. Yeah. Michael was on episode eight. We were really new at podcasting and he was getting ready to go on a trip to South America. And we had a, we sat down and had a chat. And if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen because... I was super inspired by how you were raised being bilingual and going through a school system bilingual. But what was really interesting was your parents weren't bilingual, mm-hmm. which is really inspiring, right? Because you can be bilingual without having family members know how to do it. So it's been not, has it been a year since you left? Not quite. Not I left, quite a year. I left in September. So okay. it's been a little under a year. So you left in September and you were gone for that whole semester until yeah, about Christmas. About four months. About four months. So how was the trip and how has been being back? Oh, it was fantastic. Um, I still sometimes wish I was down there instead of back. Uh, but, um, you know, I picked up and just kind of had a one-way ticket down there and uh, landed in Bogota, Colombia and just went from there and it was great. And you start. You decided to choose South America because you were see your second year in college, right? You were going into your third year of college, and you wanted to do a like a gap year, gap semester, kind of like an independent study abroad, mm-hmm. right? Well, a lot of yeah, a lot of students study abroad, um, and so that was kind of in lieu of studying abroad. Oh. I just decided to travel abroad Perfect. instead, and that and worked you, out really well. You said speaking Spanish kind of dictated where you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Was that still the case yeah, when you were absolutely. down there? Yeah, I. Um, so a lot of people down there went to Brazil, and I definitely do want to go to Brazil at some point in my yeah. life, but I felt like this trip was good for just the Spanish-speaking countries. So you did, um, what are all the countries you ended up visiting? So I started in Colombia, went to Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Chile, Argentina, and Uruguay. Ur- Uruguay. Yeah. How do you say Uruguay? Uruguay. Uruguay. That's how they say it there? Yeah. That's always a tough one for me. And you started in Bogota, right? Mm-hmm. And we had connected you with our Spanish teacher, mm-hmm. because he's from Colombia, and uh, what was your favorite highlights of Colombia? Uh, definitely the northern coast. Really? Um, yeah, I learned to scuba dive up there, and that was just phenomenal. Um, it was the first time I'd ever been. So uh, new experiences are always great for me. And uh, I ended up scuba diving also in Ecuador and Peru as well. Just so, after you learned? Yeah, after I had learned. Did you, what kind of prep did you do before you left for this trip? A lot? Almost, no, almost no? none. Almost none. I didn't even know Just where I was budgeting, staying the basically. first night. Oh, I yeah, that. yeah. So, well, I, you know, I left with a couple thousand dollars, and just said, you know, as far as this one way ticket, me, yeah, one way ticket. We'll see if you know if I was open to the idea of staying somewhere, 
and, you know, hitting a spot where I just loved and staying. And I ended up just wanting to do a little bit of everything. Really? So. And you did, um, what were most of your night accommodations? Did you do like couch surfing or did you do, um, hostels or Airbnbs? I did couch surfing a couple times. I never did an Airbnb, but, uh, pretty much I would say 95% of the time I was in a hostel. Oh, okay. So, uh, when I went through those countries, the hostels were pretty, you, you were like, totally comfortable in yeah, the situations. Yeah. I always did, you know, it was between like four and at the largest 20, but 20 was a little abnormal person oh, dorms. For, for people inside yeah. of them. Okay. Yeah. So the, most of the time it was six to eight people in a dorm. Inside each and you get your own bed. Yeah. You get your own bed and a little storage locker usually. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, it's a great way to meet people, you know, in between uh, going to bed or going out and people are so friendly. I think the first night I got in, um, this guy I had was in just had gotten into bed and was like, all right, I'm gonna chill for tonight and go to bed. And he's like, hey, do you want to come out and find some trouble with me? Um, and like me and a couple of guys are going out to get some beers. You're like, no, I was trying to just sleep a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, no, to ask me again the next night. And then the next night we went out and I actually hung out with those those guys for about a week for a few nights. Yeah. Where were most everyone you met? Where were they from? All over the place. So these guys were from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I met people from all over Europe. A bunch of Australians love to travel. Yeah. So, Always uh, see Australians. Yeah. They're super good about getting around yeah. the world. And then towards the end, a lot of Israelis. Oh, um, okay. Because they have about a year off in between, or a lot of them take a year off after their military service. Yeah. And decide to travel. And so that they, yeah. full year. Did, what was the percentage you felt like you spoke Spanish in that, what, how many months of that, four or five months of time? Probably, you know, because speaking to it, it, it flowed so sometimes yeah. you know in Colombia I was speaking a lot more Spanish but then um, if you made like a friend from Denmark exactly. you would just you guys would speak in the common yeah. language would be English, English for you yeah. okay if I'm meeting someone from Europe that doesn't speak Spanish or from you know Australia of course we're gonna yeah. speak English um but you know the first week I didn't speak any English probably pretty much only yeah. in Spanish only in Spanish because I was hanging out with those Mexican guys and then mm-hmm. um I met actually someone from Denmark and we traveled for a couple of months together. And so that ended up being a lot of I English. I just threw that one out there. You yeah. did meet someone from no, Denmark. Did, yeah. Uh, a lot of English with her. And, I feel like I want to meet yeah. a good Denmark person. <laughs> Super awesome. blonde, blue eyes. Yeah. Typical it. Denmark. Yeah. yeah. You guys traveled, you said for about two months. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Yeah. She, she kind of joined me. Um, she probably knew a few other. Spanish. Did she speak uh, any other languages? English. Oh, just it. English, and yeah, then what English, do they speak Danish. there? Danish. Okay. Yeah. So not Spanish. No, she spoke a little German. Because a lot of times you get yeah, Europeans, yeah. I feel like, are really good at knowing a couple yeah. languages. Yeah. Um, it, so when you traveled from each country, did you end up setting up where you were going to stay before you left, or was it land in the country and it just kind of unfolded where you were going to go? Yeah, it was more of the latter. Really? I, yeah. I would sometimes, you know, before I hopped on a bus or something to go to the next Google city. Or... Yeah, I would just Google. I'd go on Hostel World or Couchsurfing and see if, you know, there were any very positively reviewed places. Yeah. And then just once I got there, walk around a little bit and find a place to stay. And what did you end up doing? This might be a good tip for some people. What did you end up doing for cell service or for getting, didn't you use something different other than just turning your phone on? I So I actually just did airplane mode. The you entire did. four months. Yeah, I didn't have any cell service. So you did Wi-Fi everywhere. Yeah, Wi-Fi everywhere. And ca- found cafes. Yeah. And... So the difference between pretty much the rest of the world and the U.S. is that all the restaurants and Check cafes and hotels, hostels, uh, everywhere has Wi-Fi. So if you go to a restaurant... The U.S. really doesn't just, no. do that. No, they don't. Not as much because everyone has cell service. Hmm. Um, but a lot of... There's no demand about it, really. Yeah, a lot of people here or down there didn't have a cell phone plan. 
they would just go from Wi-Fi to Wi-Fi. Right. Yeah. Did you learn any Hergo while you were there? Any slang? A little bit. I mean, <laughs> each country... Did you feel like each country had... Has different Did you words. feel like one country had more slang than the other for you? Like where you were just like, wow, I don't understand that. Did you ever feel like you didn't understand? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but you comprehend quite a bit at yeah, your level, right? They're... You've been learning since you were in kindergarten? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I felt like I understood everything. Um, there were some places where they mixed a little bit the indigenous mm-hmm. language with Spanish. Yes. Um, so like in Colombia, they spoke like a little Quechua and Peru. Um, yes, Mexico does that a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in Argentina, it was, they're known to kind of want to be, have that European sound to, did you yeah. notice their accent was more European? Was um, it cleaner than like listening to, well, Colombians are known yeah. to have a pretty amazing accent too, but like maybe cleaner than Chile or somewhere like that? Yeah, Chile was probably the hardest to understand. Really? Um, yeah. Just because they I've heard that a lot. shorten a lot of their words. Mm-hmm. and stuff um but no the the argentinian accent was just more unique than anything huh. um it definitely didn't sound spanish they use a lot of different words like vos and they do vos right yeah for, okay for but that's more of like a you instead of you all oh so it'd be like um you know a donde vas vos. do you use that in spain no that's in spain they use it as like vosotros so that's like okay. a you all Yes. Um, but down there they use it. It's for so you. yeah. So for like example, common. what were you gonna say? What would be like an example how they use it? Like um, you us like and you. Um, oh. So that's like instead how are you doing? Instead of the two yeah. form. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, that's, didn't, that's, I didn't hear that in Chile, but no, it's definitely more um, like young people, and it's like common, familiar, very yeah, like casual yeah. conversation. Um, and so yeah, no really struggle speaking there then, right? Because you no, were. Yeah. I there you were never a couple got stuck words. on a bus going, I don't no. know where I'm going. Or, no. Yeah. But there were a couple words here that, that someone would start saying, like, Ivos, and I would have to ask, like, what does that right. particular thing mean? I know in Colombia, um, every time they would serve you, they would say, a la orden. And I was like, what does that mean? Oh. Like, what? Because literally it means something. It's just kind of, oh, here you go. Like, that's you know, they're just, the, you're yeah. welcome. Kinda, yeah. I had a couple of times like that in Chile, too, like where I would get thrown off and all they were yeah. asking was, did you enjoy it? Yeah. Or it was just their way of saying it. Or like um, even some of the things that, like I asked for a water with a mm-hmm. lime and they use lemon a lot down there. Mm. And I go on and on about the whole lemon and lime debate around the world. But it was so funny because he goes, limon sutil. And I'm like, I'm thinking there's this whole word. I don't know yeah. what he's saying. But all he was just saying was like the style Mine, of lime. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it's so funny because I came back and I was telling Ben a lot about the trip and how anything I had struggled or got caught up on was because I was overthinking it. Yeah. I was thinking this was like some More verb complex, I didn't yeah. know or something <laughs> complex. And like you said, it's just all he's saying is like, there you go. Enjoy. Yeah. like Or something really simple. So that's kind of the funny thing out of the whole thing. But... So then your parents came and met you down at Christmas. They did, yeah. So they came a, a week and a half before Christmas. They met me down in the southern tip of Chile, so in Patagonia region. Yeah. Um, we did some hiking around there. Apparently, for my parents, it was the hardest hike they'd ever done. Are you serious? Yeah, they were. What part of Patagonia were you in? Uh, so we were on the W Trail. And you were on the Argentinian side? We were on the Chilean oh, side. Oh, on the Chilean yeah. side. Okay. Um, so we were in Torres del Paine. 
I have and a so, really cool bag that I yeah. got not from there, but like from the airport in Chile. <laughs> yeah, so they we went there and we did just one small leg of. And they were dying. The, yeah, and they were. And your parents are in pretty good shape. I know. That's what I thought, <laughs> and they were absolutely. Maybe it dying was the altitude or something, or like. The, it's pretty close was... to sea level. Yeah, <laughs> my mom wanted to blame it on that, but I was like, yeah, you can't really. <laughs> Me and her but, think alike. I'm like, yeah, it's altitude. Yeah, that was and, probably. 3,000 feet. I saw a really cool video your mom, my aunt, sent of you ordering wine or learning about wine. I think you were in Mendoza or somewhere. Yeah. Um, did you go to Mendoza? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you were in Mendoza and she was explaining all the wines to you and your mom was like, look, look, he was speaking Spanish. Like yeah. she was all... Because <laughs> she's just blown away by yeah. it, you know what I mean? But yeah, did you... Um, are you much of a wine drinker? I think now. I, I mean, it's hard not to yeah, be once hard. you're down there, huh? When I was there, I mean, we went tasting pretty much every day. When your mom, when, my parents when your parents were, came yeah. down, right? And I did a little bit before they came, but... Um, Just kind of juxtaposed between your yeah. trip and then when your parents visited you, definitely, huh? Definitely. They're like, let's stay at this beautiful resort on the water. You're like, I've been seeing a hostel for yeah. three months. Like, <laughs> it's definitely a nice way to end it. I think it would have been hard to start with that and then, oh, and then go. Hands yeah. down. I always say that because... One trip I remember specifically, I flew to Italy and we landed in Rome and we did mm -hmm. the long, we did the long travel day and made it to the beach. And we had this amazing, slow, beautiful beach trip. And yeah. then we went to Rome. And I think if I would have switched it, it would have been more like Rome would have, I would have liked Rome more, you yeah. know, because I really do think you have to, you're so adventurous when you first land some, somewhere. You got to do the adventurous thing. Don't you think? And yeah. And then at the vacation. end, you need to go yeah. do wine tasting and lay at yeah. the resorts. And I, I always feel like that's there's kind of an art to how you plan your trip, too. Yeah. Uh, so where was your favorite place? Uh, you know, I, I go back and forth between a couple places. Mm -hmm. I think different places were great for different things. Right. So I, you know, in Colombia, I loved... Um, getting to speak Spanish nearly all of the time and scuba diving or yeah. having warm weather. Colombia was more raw, you said, yeah. for you, right? It wasn't yeah. as developed, developed as Argentina Definitely. and Uruguay, you said, was really developed. Yeah, so Argentina, yeah. Uruguay, Chile, all the, you know, the roads are paved, yeah, which Chile, sounds like, silly to... No, but it's <laughs> but, yeah. true. Like, I've been to Nicaragua and Chile, like, was not a third world country. No. It's very developed. I mean, there's parts, obviously, that probably are, but... Um, well, everywhere has more rural parts, yeah. and, you know, even the U.S. And Columbia, you still felt yeah. like had the cobblestone streets mm -hmm. and the dirt roads. and Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, definitely that more of that Latin um, vibe. vibe. There. Um, you know, the Caribbean Latin yeah. vibe in Colombia versus Argentina. It was definitely more European. Buenos Aires was one of my favorite places, probably really? my favorite city. And you, but you visited. love Europe too. You spent yeah. a lot of time yeah. there. So that I mean, so that was one of your favorite cities. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can't believe I haven't talked about the food yet. What about the food in all those places? Like, so, was there definitely was it still Buenos Aires? The food was not good in Colombia. I mean, they do a <laughs> really? lot of they yeah. do a lot of soups and mm -hmm. potatoes. Mm -hmm. um, corn is huge. Yeah, but it's a lot of bland. Elote food. is it elote in Colombia? What do they say for corn? Uh, maize. Did you say maize? Yeah. Oh, okay. Elote no. is like the corn on the cob. Okay. It may be. I may have just flown right. over my head. Well, we're close to Mexico too, so yeah. we have like different, different. I've heard food is very hard to translate sometimes because yeah. you have. There's different varieties. Right. Stuff, like yeah. in Chile, palta was avocado. Yeah. Or instead of aguacate. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah. That, so that was kind of bland. I had some really good food in Peru. Yeah. Um, some really Peru's great Peru's coming food. up as a foodie spot. It the is, cities yeah. are like... Especially, I mean, I had some of the best meals of my entire life for $10, in $15. Peru. Yeah, in Peru. Did you... Had you already been to Machu Picchu no. and all that? And so you did that trip? Yes, okay. I did. Yeah, I did. That was one of the highlights of my entire four-month period was well, 
hiking to Machu Picchu. I was going to ask because, you know, anytime something gets put into, what is it, a UNICEF site now, or it's like World Wonder, it it gets overrun. Would you still say it has this like simplicity and majesticness to it that you could go and not feel like you're there visiting with a ton of other American tourists? Or is Um, it starting to get... It was it was really touristy once we got there. I think mm-hmm. the experience for me was definitely the journey there. So okay. I did this five day hike. Was this the um, one where you took the bus? Did you take the bus down to um, Machu Picchu? No, I don't think no, so. No, okay, you um, did a hike. Going yeah, to it. I so I did. It was a whole thing. We started, you know, on the bright and early at like four a.m. on one uh, yeah. one day, and we hiked. Um, for someone who doesn't like really, mornings. really far, yeah, for someone who struggles with mornings, um, as you found out this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as he's sleeping in, I'm like, knock, knock. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so 5 a.m., you know, you're on vacation, tough, you're yeah. traveling. Yeah, we had had Halloween a couple days before, and um, mm. we were thinking about leaving the day after Halloween, and I was like, no, we, we got to spend one day of recovering. Yeah, we need but, recovery in between. Yeah, no, the, that, but the hike was just absolutely beautiful. I'll show you some pictures later. Oh, yeah. But, um, we hiked up this, it ended up being up to like 13, 14,000 feet huh. to go over this pass and wow. um, then back down into the jungle. The terrain just changed so much along the way. And then when we actually hiked up to Machu Picchu, um, we were the absolute first ones in the park that day. Because you started so early? Right. So the day the day of... Was um, that with a tour? It was. was it, it was, self-guided? It was, a, it was a guided tour. Huh. Um, but... It was not one that I planned ahead. It was one that I kind of walked around the city of Cusco. And I asked uh, just from door to door, like, okay, what price can you offer me? What is Mm -hmm. that going to include? And I found me and a friend I was with this tour. And the guide ended up being phenomenal. Um, She just had a blast with us. Like new, Yeah, I mean, she just had so much fun. It was We did like hot springs along the way. And we like swam. And it was great. Um, So that was definitely one of the highlights. And I think getting in there first was yeah. really cool because we saw each because they she kind of walked us around the park before before everyone got, there. got to that spot where yeah. the picturesque spot yeah. where you're and just then like... but then literally uh, two hours later it was packed because five thousand people a day are up huh. there visiting so i did this hike up to it's called the sun gate yeah um where the inca trail ends oh yeah okay and so i hiked up there and you kind of get this far away view of machu picchu wow and then when i came back down it was just packed and i was like i would not want to come up here at midday you know that's i mean you know even some of the ruins in mexico Mm. we found the same to be true like get there early and it seems so simple but you know unless you have a kid that wakes you up at 6 (laughs) a.m you for like early doesn't come on yeah. vacation or on a trip sometimes and so it is really true like get there early because come 10 11 o'clock even noon that's when a it's usually hot wherever you're going yeah. like i don't know if machu picchu had any warmth to it when you were yeah, there but warm. like yeah it either gets too hot or it's just like overrun to where you're like okay i'm, I'm ready to go yeah so it's kind of nice when you get that most of it in that early part of the day definitely but yeah so as far as self-traveling or self-guided yeah. travel do you have any tips for anyone who is would be going somewhere by themselves like whether it's apps or mm-hmm. things like that or just kind of like um some inspiration for people to do yeah, it absolutely so i mean doing it the way i did it with hostels yeah uh, the best advice i found was always from other people huh. because other people had either been going the opposite direction of you and had already done things they'd already been cool. to chile exactly. or been to exactly so they had the best advice and you know guidebooks and I, I had a guidebook and I had, uh, you know, the internet. And oftentimes those were a little bit dated just because things change very quickly. And some of the infrastructure, for example, on a website wasn't super set up. 
Yeah, um, and, and people, when they write blogs, I've noticed yeah. too, I'll write down a restaurant and like it doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. And being almost too strict with where you're going to go have lunch just becomes, you end up yeah, doing it's this. very tedious. Yeah, you're looking for it yeah. all the time, yeah. So the best advice I found was the through other people. Hmm. Um, but that's also because I think a lot of the people I was with had the same mentality of like, I want to yeah. do hikes or, you know, nature things or... Um, I want to go to the city to find the good party or mm-hmm. whatever. So I don't think we pull. touched on that. What was yeah. your big goal about going down there? Was it to... It was vacation. Oh, it was everything. Yeah, okay. it was everything. Yeah. So I, I think... Self-discovery. Yeah, self-discovery. <laughs> College kid, sense. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and semester abroad. <laughs> you did much more... Um, I mean, I've always known you're outdoorsy, but I was surprised how many outdoorsy things yeah. you did between... Didn't you end up camping in Patagonia? Yeah, I And did. doing those five-day hikes and stuff and... Uh, so I do think there's sometimes where you're just like you hit all the cities mm-hmm. or like I feel like yours was very um, outdoors. I did. A, yeah, I did a little bit of both. I always hit the big city in every country. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I to feel get like a style that. Of... Yeah, it, got, it gives you a good vibe of the country and the. What, so in Colombia, what is, is it Bogota? Yeah, Bogota and Medellin. Well, Medellin is not. It, they're both are. They're oh, both, okay. They're, they're different, but they're both the kind of two big hubs. Okay. And I went to both of those cities. Um, Medellin was one of my favorite places. Oh, even in movies, I'm always like. I yeah. Well, yeah, in Narcos, I mean, they do those oh, pan yeah. shots overhead, and you're just like, wow, it's beautiful. And it's, it, it is like it that. It is like that, yeah. yeah. We got up on, um, they have some trams now that mm-hmm. go up the hills. Oh, that's cool. And um, being able to see the whole city and all the barrios yeah. up there is just uh-huh. beautiful. Yeah. Ever have any moments where you felt unsafe? You know, not not really. Yeah, um, that's, that's such a question yeah. we get, me and Ben, all the time, even when we cross the border, go to yeah. Mexico. is safety. It's And people worried about that a lot, you know, before I went. And it borders um, Venezuela, which yeah. has had a lot of crazy stuff going yeah. on. But um, but I even have friends who went to Venezuela. I didn't end up going. I met some people that had yeah. gone to oh, Venezuela. Really? And, they did cross over and go. Yeah, they said it was, you know, I think from a Western perspective, we tend to overhype these things oh, because yeah. Our we media. see those people as other. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I think it just took, you know, Everyone's don't do you know don't go out at night alone mm-hmm. somewhere you don't know like you wouldn't do that here in San Diego no and you wouldn't do it down there so I think yeah. it's just being smart traveling plop yourself in yeah. the middle of some barrio even yeah. in Chicago like let's talk yeah. about how scary right. some of our U S cities are yeah. right like, yeah I mean in St Louis I've had more people I know get mugged in St Louis where I live see two blocks from my house yeah than I had met traveling South I, America you know one of the the biggest things especially learning Spanish and really loving Latin culture is you have a very clear vision if you've lived in the U.S. Mm-hmm. what Spanish speaking is like. And a lot of times, and I don't mean this the wrong way, but people have a very clear vision if they're not big travelers, that Spanish speaking people are usually low, like that lower income. Yeah. Like they think of like workers and things like that. So I love when you go to another country and you really feel like an equal with that person and there's like really, really beautiful parts of the city and these highly educated people that speak a different language than you. And it just gives you that greater respect for them because mm-hmm. I think there is still a big population here in the U.S. that doesn't have maybe a full respect for each culture, right? Like you have a clear vis- vision of what you think it is. Yeah, the American exceptionalism mm-hmm. is like, is yeah, it's very pervasive here, especially, you know, going to university, people think, you know, yeah. this is the peak of it intellectualism right. or um you know culture and, and it's just not you know that exists everywhere right and, and it i just love exists differently probably you saw this in argentina as well as like in chile in santiago i met people that loved where they lived and had no desire to leave oh yeah whereas i think everyone thinks everyone like, wants to come their, to the u.s yeah, yeah or like no, that's not true. you know you go to nicaragua yeah. and we had more situations where people were like why are you visiting here you yeah. know like why would you come to like a 
400 person, you know, tiny little Pueblo in yeah. you know, the middle of a third world country. But in Chile, like you go there and they're like, oh, great. Like they're just as proud of their country. And mm-hmm. that's what I think down in South America, like I was blown away by. And I haven't been to Colombia and mm-hmm. Uruguay where you said it was a little underdeveloped. So it was nice hearing some of those stories too, where you still felt like people were very proud of where they live. Oh yeah. I mean, I just think that, um, you know, that infrastructure development does not match necessarily like cultural development. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think those countries like Colombia and Ecuador and Peru, like still have a lot of that, uh, cultural development right. that, um, we can tend to disregard. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that they like, dream of being in the u.s you know yeah. like, this is their culture this is their people I, that, that's so. that's the most inspiring part i think because if you don't go to these places you do kind of assume like i don't know like mm. everyone wants to come here and yeah. visit here but it's like no you like because i know once you get that travel bug like i want to move everywhere like i don't know if i really want to live there but like i just want to yeah. explore more time there and i totally had that sense when i went down to south america because you get places like Chile and Argentina that are so developed and beautiful and um, good economy mm-hmm. and amazing like restaurants and bars and nightlife. But then you get to go to these little countries that um, almost take you back. Like you said, like they're still using ancient language and yeah, yeah. things like that. And so it's, it's, that's what travel does, right? Like that's the whole point of travel. Yeah. You get to step into someone else's shoes for mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah. Um, so now that you're back, you're back yeah. in your third year of college are there any other big trips coming up or you do you kind of have to finish the senior yeah, year? In? I, yeah, we'll see. I think uh, when I graduate, I'm going to try to do Southeast Asia. Okay. Um, so are you going to learn any? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Duolingo. Think, start, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's now. a lot. Um, of course, cause they speak a lot of different languages there. Whether I know, it be, you know, Vietnamese or Cantonese or that, Mandarin. You know, for picking Thai. a first language to learn like Spanish is a really good one because yeah. it's very, like worldwide yeah. you can go to south america like what, 600 Central. million people speak I, yeah and i mean in the u.s it's huge yeah. now right like there's never been a regret knowing spanish right no yeah never never forgot. okay last question yeah. i have before i let you go is about more the first episode you were ever on we touched a lot on your upbringing mm-hmm. with uh being bilingual and stuff and now jack's right at that point where he's starting to understand so he fully comprehends spanish now do you remember, probably your first memories would be more about like grade school, but do you remember ever your parents saying things like, show them how you speak Spanish yeah. <laughs> and putting you kind of on yeah. display? And did you, do you ever remember thinking like that was like annoying or you kind of backed yeah. up from it? That's, I mean, it's I, a very common that's my personality thing. though. Yeah. I'm not one to be, you know, like put on display. Boast that yeah. you're like, oh, look, let me show you my Spanish. I'm yeah. not a performer as much as, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely had friends Maybe who would love was. to, yeah, <laughs> who would love to speak Spanish or show off yeah. their abilities like that. Um, do you remember it making it uncomfortable for me? Most yeah. Of the time. I was yeah. going to say, do you remember making it not, you not wanting to speak it if people asked you overly? Yeah. I would, yeah. I had a couple words I would always say. I don't remember yep. what it was, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's just been a common question. Say something in Spanish. You gotta say a couple. Yeah. Adios. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like you come up with your, you know, la boca. Like (laughs) that's exactly what I think. Um, that stage I'm at with Jack, I'm getting a lot of people going like, oh, show me what he can say. You know, and it's like they become this little like show. Yeah. You know, like do do that little trick again, and I think um it can some kind sometimes discourage. That whole thing. So I was so curious to yeah. hear your thoughts on it. Or like if you had any traumatizing memories. Yeah. Because <laughs> no your parents don't remember ones. any traumatizing yeah, yeah, memories. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, 
it's fine, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. No, it's good to feel like you're learning because you want to speak it, not because someone right. else wants you it's to forcing you to. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming back yeah, on. Thank you, Jane. I love hearing all about your travels, and maybe we can steal a few pictures from you so people can yeah, see some of absolutely. your hikes and trips. Okay. Gracias. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ciao. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. You can find full show notes and images from today's episode at breakingespanol.com. We appreciate you listening and would love to see you back here again, so be sure to subscribe now. We have new episodes weekly. Thanks and see you next time. Adios.